exciting edition of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Kill, the wrestling connoisseur. It is Friday. Take a little drink of my tea here. Um, I'm just scrolling through the dirt sheets this morning here, and I see that uh, Tatsuya Kitamura of New Japan fame. He'd won the uh, Young Lions Cup a while back. He uh, has passed away this morning. Uh, not a lot of details on what happened there. Sad to see. Uh, he never quite made that big comeback after uh, suffering concussion years back. Uh, if you're missing Tonga Loa from action, it's because he has an MCL tear. He's probably going to be out for the rest of the year. If you're missing Veer and Commander Aziz on WWE side, um, nothing wrong with them. Just not listed on the sheets, and uh, they're probably going to be out for who knows when it'll be it'll be curious to see if they do anything with with these guys pretty sad on veer's part i think that guy is just a star waiting to break out but they can't get past the stereotypical foreign heel with him and who knows maybe triple h will be able to pull something out of his ass if he quits just bringing back people uh, anything else going on here? Cody's on track to be uh, making his return at some point, probably the Royal Rumble. Um, there's speculation that Adam Cole may not wrestle again, that his uh, concussion uh, may may have been pretty bad um, and career-threatening. So it'll be... It'll be noteworthy to see if, if anything comes of that. We just saw recently a picture of, of Cole and Tony Khan watching a football game. So I'm curious if if maybe they have other plans for him if he can't return to the ring. It'll be nice to see. Also who you're not going to see much of is Nigel McGuinness, who uh, apparently has been let go by WWE. Uh, he was doing commentary down at NXT, I believe, uh, and their shuffling of their commentary teams had left uh, J- Nigel McGinnis and Jimmy Smith. Well, I knew Jimmy Smith had gone, but I had not heard Nigel McGinnis has been let go. So uh, that one's a little bit of a shocker to me. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. We It's a Friday. Of course, we got some big stuff coming up tonight. Let's see. On SmackDown, we're going to get, uh, pull it up here. I was just reading, we're going to get a, a four way match tonight. But besides that, we're going to get, uh, I guess, Roxanne Perez versus Cord Jade. Um, is that really going to be on SmackDown? I don't know. It's, it's, it's on here. I don't know. 
Ellen Knight versus Mansoor, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn, Bray Wyatt returns to SmackDown, and uh, the Sheamus versus Ricochet versus Karrion Cross versus Solo Sokoa to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental title, which is held by Gunther. And, of course, the Extreme Rules Fallout, whatever that was. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot of matches, so I'm, I'm really curious. Um, you know, maybe this Bray Wyatt thing will take a while. Um, maybe they have something really planned for that. I'm sure we'll see uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns and that whole group doing something else besides just the, the Sammy versus Kofi thing. Um, yeah, seems like a really small card for SmackDown. I don't know. I'm glad to see they're using LA Knight finally. I mean, I've I've watched Eli Drake for a long time and was surprised that they never used him once they brought him up and he was just going to be a like a manager. So, uh, interesting to see. I'm not sure about this Fatal 4-Way. Like, who do you push here? You know, who are we going to get to see versus... Um, Gunther or Walter. Uh, I mean, we've already had the Seamus feud. I believe Seamus and his group are, I guess, technically faces now. I'm not even sure. Um, of course, Ricochet has sure his face. Karrion Cross and Solo Sokoa, of course, are heels. So, um, I, I really don't know. I'm kind of, kind of curious, like, booking wise. Yeah, they just seem to throw anybody anywhere. Um, we just had a Karrion Cross Drew McIntyre blow off match. So I'm, um, you know, do you really want to put Karrion Cross in with the Intercontinental title since, you know, he just had this big feud with McIntyre as a former world champion, and you know, I, it doesn't make much sense to me. I would think that the the winner would be Solo because we did just have the. Solo versus Gunther match down at NXT not too long ago, and I think that seemed to have pretty good appeal. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you could put the belt on Solo um, with you know with the rest of the group, everybody having gold and whatnot. Seems to be um, maybe the direction they're going in. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Let's see, on AEW side for our one-hour rampage, uh, I believe it's one-hour rampage. Maybe it's, it was last week they had the Battle of the Belts, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not caught up. But tonight's going to be Blackpool Combat Club with Moxley and Claudio versus the Butcher and the Blade. Should be a quick, fun match. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Anna Jay. Uh, Sean Spears and FTR versus the Embassy, which is Brian Cage, Khan, and... Toa Leona uh, with Prince Nana now, not Tully Blanchard anymore. Um, and Isaiah Casty versus Ethan Page. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's not, this is not bad. You know, for AEW, this is not a bad card at all. I'm, I'm assuming the, uh, I'm not sure which match is the main event here, the way this is listed. Maybe uh, Moxley and Claudio versus Butcher and Blade. But, you know, it could be FT, the six-man, FTR and Sean Spears. It's interesting to note, you know, Sean Spears has returned as a as a face now. So, 
you know, are we going to see a cross, you know, double cross here, like Sean Spears turn on FTR, or are we looking at the seeds of the pinnacle reforming as a babyface group with Spears, FTR, and uh, Wardlow? And what's that going to mean for MJF? It's, it's pretty interesting to note there. Um, yeah, I don't know. This looks like a, a fun, pretty fun card to me. Um, yeah, nothing outstanding, but it looks like it'll be fun. And, you know, I, I think that maybe, I don't know, let's look at, look at SmackDown again. I think Kofi Kingston, uh, Kofi Kingston and Sami Zayn should be fun. Um, Ella Knight versus Mansoor might be a, a good fun match. I don't expect that to be a real long match. Um, the Fatal 4-Way, I, I don't know. Um, what I fear with these type of matches is they, they get really spotty. But with that said, really your, your biggest spot guy is Ricochet. Um, as far as you know, the slaying term for spotty. Um, it could be fun. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting dichotomy that they have together here to determine the number one contender. Um, I am glad that they're using Ricochet, um, and Sheamus here. And, you know, I know Triple H just brought Cross back and they just pulled Solo up. So I'm glad that they're using some of the talent that that's there. Um, also with LA Knight and Mansoor. Um, it just seems like a really small card for SmackDown. So that, that kind of bothers me. I don't know if they got more planned or not. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. It could be a fun night of wrestling. It could be not. It's tough to say with this. I would, I would like to see... Uh, it's hard to squeeze more into one hour than what AEW has here. And um, really, you know, really using people. Um, we don't really get to see Butcher and Blade that much. We don't get to see Isaiah Cassidy and Ethan Page that much either. Um, definitely the embassy is kind of here or there. People complain if FTR aren't used every show. Uh, so... This seems to be like some some fairly good use of people who aren't always used. Um, at the same time, over on the SmackDown side, I'd I'd kind of like to see more, you know, people use. Especially we got was SmackDown two hours. You know, uh, of course the Bray Wyatt thing. They may just be taking a lot of time with that. Um, for everything it's tough to say all right so yeah i'd planned on talking about a couple other things today with trucker kyle but apparently he has gone awol on us with his uh dead cell phone so um We'll probably just save that for another time. I would like to touch note on some tribalism that's out there, especially like it's really bad on Twitter. And it there it's twofold. You have the people that's going just enjoy all wrestling. You know, don't have an opinion, just enjoy all wrestling. And those people irritate me. Like, 
you can absolutely have an opinion. Um, and your opinion, whether it's well-informed or not, I mean, that isn't a total aspect to it as well. There are a huge percentage of wrestling fans that have only ever watched WWE, that have grown up on WWE, and only know bad wrestling, for me to put it simply. Um, And I, I say that because, you know, the last few decades with WWE, it's been more about the celebrity aspect of it. Um, and not the wrestling aspect of it. You know, there's been some blurring of the lines of what makes something good. You know, we'll get faces acting like heels and heels acting like faces. And then, you know, once the fans didn't agree with the storylines and whatnot that Vince wanted to push, they started up with a, you know, you can cheer and boo who you want narrative. And don't be fooled, that is a narrative, because if if they were really working the crowd and really doing their job well, the fans aren't just cheering and booing who they want. They would be cheering and booing who the promoter wants you to cheer and boo. Um, that's just simply how it works. That's the whole deal of the game. That's the con, is that you are worked to cheer and boo who the the promoter wants you to um if they're the wrestlers doing their job then that's how it works now granted there are a few um outliers and exclusions to that obviously if if a heel gets over to the point where the fans respect him he's going to start getting cheered and it's going to be hard to keep him heel um, and vice versa, if the babyface is not getting over with the crowd, they're going to start getting booed. Um, sometimes the crowd may just want that babyface to go heel. You know, re- fans are a lot smarter today as well, but all this stuff still applies. Uh, I, in my opinion, like a smart booker, smart promoter would go with that. Sometimes you have to listen to the critique. Sometimes you have to listen to the fans. And, and follow along and give them what they want. And then reset and book. Um, a prime example is fans did not want to like Roman Reigns. They didn't want to like him because he was pushed down the fans' throats. And the fans wanted to boo this guy. They wanted to hate him. They wanted him to go heel. And they finally did that. And the fans were happy with it. And now the fans are behind him again. And so, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things uh, that comes with good promotion, good booking, good writing that has to be listened to sometimes. So, yeah, I, I'm not big on uh, the, the tweener aspect, which is, you know, uh, Trucker Kyle really wanted to get into it today but uh you know i'm just gonna put it simply a tweener is only someone who is looking to turn face or heel there's no such thing as a tweener as an alignment you know when when a baby face is going to turn heel and start showing these heel tactics 
even when he's still a babyface, you could call him a tweener. He's he's looking to turn. He's between babyface and heel. Same way when you have a heel, and the fans are wanting him to turn face. If you set it up just right, the fans are pulling for him to do the right thing. Now he's a tweener until he makes the that turn complete. Um, it's a bit of confusion out there in terminology and what fans understand to be faces and heels, I think, sometimes. Um, and that's kind of played into the booking aspect of things where, you know, they want to blur the lines and they, they no longer want um, want to put the effort in. It seems to be the problem. And, and that worries me uh, quite a bit and takes me out of the product when I see them do that. Um, and I mean, this is across the board. This is not just WWE. And we have an aspect in AEW right now where it's like MJF doesn't want to turn babyface. Uh, but the fans are very behind MJF right now. So it's going to take a lot of work for them to keep him heel, in my opinion. That's one one part of, of the aspect. Uh, that's that's kind of the Twitter side of the the problem with with tribalism. Enjoy everything. You don't have to enjoy everything. You can have your opinions. Doesn't mean you have to hate everything, but you can have your opinions on things. Uh, the other part of tribalism is there. You know, there seems to be this aspect of hypocrisy with it as well. Like you you either want a company to fail or succeed and. I, I don't know. I, I don't want any wrestling company to really fail unless, you know, they have a a shitty promoter who doesn't pay their workers or something or, you know, who's constantly stealing. Um, that's not to say, like, a promotion who falls on hard times and is still trying to pay everybody or whatnot or is having a hard time paying everybody but is up front. But I'm talking about, you know, promotions that are literally stealing from their workers. Um, I don't want WWE to fail. I want WWE to be the best product it can be. Um, it's a global company. I hold it to a little bit of a higher standard. And, uh, you know, I see like Triple H bringing people back in and not focusing on what, what he has. And I think that's a mistake. That's a critique. That doesn't mean I hate the promotion. Um, I was, you know, it's it's kind of the opposite. There's a lot of wrestlers there that I really enjoy. Um, to my chagrin, right now because uh, I don't really watch the product. You know, it 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 doesn't interest me at the moment. And to be honest, it's quite sad because you know I enjoy. Some of these wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers, it's just, you know, I need to be entertained and I don't have time to not be entertained if I'm giving my my precious time to watch something. So I think with 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 WWE is like a lot of fans, you know, they've been tired of it for so long and they quit watching doesn't mean that they hate the WWE product or they want the WWE product to fail. Um, very rarely do I see that. I think especially now that Vince McMahon is gone um, and and that aspect of the company is is 
hopefully going to be left in the shadows and um, a new company, a new image of the company will move forward. Hopefully they'll get to a point where, you know, some good storylines, some good wrestling is being put on. And I don't just mean like adding 15 to 20 minutes for a wrestling match. Um, I mean, a good wrestling match. I think what they really need to do is is teaching these guys to call it in the ring tell the story you know if if you're just running through the choreography it's it's not going to come across um as well in my opinion um as a match that is more organic that the wrestlers have put together themselves and um you know out in the ring can call it and whatnot you know if you have a a botch and you can't just call that botch in the ring and move on if you're going to take up an extra 30 seconds of the match trying to redo this botched move, immediately I'm going to be taken out of the match. You know, they they should be allowed to, to be a little more um, spontaneous and, and call the spot. You know, if it messes up, then, oh, that sucks. Let's move on um, and try something else. You know, call that next spot to to move on instead of trying to to continue forward. I mean, you can imagine in a movie if somebody flubbed their lines and they just kept flubbing their lines for 30 seconds instead of just ad-libbing, you know. Uh, So I think there's there's minor minor things that add up to a lot with WWE, but it seems to be like the the machine has gotten away from itself is, is the biggest problem. Um, that I have with WWE. Maybe some people also have that issue and they don't know how to, to phrase it. Um, but hopefully, in my opinion, hopefully WWE can pull that around with Triple H in charge over the next few years. I don't think it's going to be overnight. You know, There's people out there saying, oh my gosh, it's so improved. I, I expect, you know, six months from now I could tune in and be like, okay, that was, that's better. You know, that's some storylines are getting better or whatnot. So hopefully with the, you know, the change of administration and whatnot can really fix a lot of the issues that I personally have with WWE. But I think those issues, you don't get people saying they want WWE to fail. Imagine if WWE failed and went out of business and uh, all these wrestlers had to flood the market. Like how many, uh, how many would just quit? Honestly. How many wrestlers would just quit? On the AEW side of things, you know, there's there's things that I could critique there as well. You know, I think they really need um, a women's show. I think they have enough talent there, enough open playing field that the women could use their own show. Of course, they need an, an, a show for ROH. Um, they need to be able to use more people. Um, and I think one of the good things is this, what you have dark for dark elevation for your up and coming talent to get them trained up, to get more matches in and whatnot. But I think there's some talent that are ready to be showcased more, um, that we just, we don't see. And I think there's an aspect that, you know, Tony Khan does need to slow down, uh, bringing in new people, you know? So there, there is that critique of the product. Um, some people complain about a lot of different things. 
um, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that right now. And, and even the backstage aspect, this stuff has happened throughout wrestling history all the time. It doesn't really bother me that wrestlers have overinflated egos and get into things and whatnot. That is part of the business. Um, there does seem to be some locker room leaders that are stepping up to the gate now. So, again, I'm not overly concerned about AEW's backstage demeanor at all. Um, I think with the tribalistic nature that we see on Twitter especially, there are people that call for AEW's demise. There are people that hate AEW simply because it's not WWE. And I, it doesn't make any sense to me why you would want to see all these people out of jobs. You know, if you consider like the people that say, oh, well, they're all ex-WWE guys, uh, which is obviously not true. Um, but why would you want to see ex-WWE guys out of work? Why would you want to see John Moxley um, out of work or Samoa Joe or Chris Jericho or Brian Danielson William Regal, Claudio, uh, FTR, Sean Spears. Why would you want to see these guys out of work? Why would you want to see these indie talents who hadn't been given a shot before AEW, really? Why would you want to see these guys not getting that chance to promote themselves and elevate their own brand um, and, and making a big name for themselves? Why would you want... Darby Allen just to be a nobody again or MJF to be a nobody again or any number of these guys I mean the acclaimed who are super hot right now why would you want the acclaimed to be nobodies these guys are super talented uh, everybody that I'm seeing on AEW are really talented and I'm glad that there is a, a company there that can let these guys showcase their talents um, and and make a name for themselves, you know, whether they stay in AEW or not, you know, even like a Brody King, like I've been waiting for some major company to give this guy a shot. Um, and I'm glad to see that AEW is the first one to really do it. You know, it's, it's good for the business as a whole to have other companies for these wrestlers to go to, to make a good living, to get their name out there. People should be happy that Dynamite and Rampage are on TV so these guys get seen. Whether they stay in AEW or not, whether they go on to go to New Japan or NWA or Impact or WWE, you know, um, wherever they go. If you make a bigger name for yourself in AEW and go to Impact and you can bring people in to watch that product, that's good for the business. If you use your opportunity and make a bigger name for yourself on AEW and then move on to WWE, that's good business. You know, that's what it's about. If you leave WWE and go to AEW and you've got something to offer, it's good for business. So I don't understand the tribalistic nature, especially of Twitter, Twitter users, twatters, whatever. I don't know. Um, why people sit there and say they hate this and they hate that. I mean, I don't hate WWE. All the years of me um, 
critiquing Roman Reigns and has never meant that I've hated Roman Reigns. I think he's doing excellent work, finally. And I think that is a statement on the part of the machine. When the machine is behind you um, for decades, then it can take a, a sack of potatoes and, and turn them into something great. You know, imagine if if uh, companies could do this for a number of wrestlers, not just one particular guy at a time. So I, I think, you know, it, it goes without saying. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, even if you don't enjoy a product, you should be glad that it's around. You should want it to do better. If you, you don't think it's, it's doing something right, you should want that product to be better. Um, and that's, that's how I feel for WWE. I want the product to be better. Um, I feel the same way for Impact. You know, I used to be a big TNA fan. And um, I think right now it's far worse than it was a decade ago. Uh, of course, a lot of the, the big stars have moved on. I still think Impact has, um, has the talent there. It's just a matter of putting people where they need to be. And, and really, really pushing things and getting a good TV deal. You know, they don't have things exactly where they should be. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess we'll really see. And I think that kind of goes without saying for ROH too. You know, Tony Khan is really going to need to find a good TV deal for Ring of Honor. And uh, if he can do that, then I think Ring of Honor, separate from AEW, could be a contender, you know, um, and and really make it separate. You know, I understand he has to have them together right now, but if if you can push it as its own thing, keep it, keep the spirit of AEW, or I'm sorry, of Ring of Honor alive, which is different from AEW. If you can keep that spirit alive and really give those fans what they want. And, you know, you can probably make it, you know, a competitive brand with AEW and WWE. Um, so I, that's just my thoughts on tribalism. I, I think it's it's a bit silly. I think the wrestlers themselves are really tired of hearing about it. Uh, we've heard Malachi Black address it um, amongst his uh, issues with with him trying to take time away from, from wrestling and fans really being tribalistic and using his name in this AEW, WWE war. Um, and, and the wrestlers just don't care. They're just trying to make a living. They're, they're just trying to do what they love. And, you know, I think for fans, they're really trying to weaponize that is, is a shame. Like you can have your opinions on on what's good and bad but i think at the end of the day you gotta realize that these wrestlers are they're just trying to do what they love and trying to make money and you know uh the whole tribalistic nature of it the the making it political uh isn't going to make it better so uh yeah that's i think that's all i gotta say about Wrestling tribalism, 
we're going to do the faces and heels and tweeners on my thing another day with trucker kyle maybe we'll do it this weekend if he gets his phone charged up i don't know how much electricity they have in missouri or in trucker kyle's truck it's tough to say who knows what he's doing out there but uh, yeah maybe we even try to get trucker sean on and uh do this round again with the faces and the heels and the tweeners and what the difference is and how that you know reflects through wrestling today, yesterday, forever, whatever. I don't know. We'll try it again. So that's going to do it for today. This is your Friday edition. A little bit of news, a little bit of uh, talk and speculation. Um, until next time, this is Ms. MQL, the Wrestling Connoisseur.